Breadbox Media Programming is brought to you by... I actually met my wife on CatholicSingles.com, if you can believe that. Really? And about Yes, I had never done that before. Didn't have any problems with dating. Natalie and Aaron met on CatholicSingles.com after they realized that they needed to find someone who shared their faith. Meet other faithful Catholics on the original Catholic dating site. Download our app today for free. Looking for a way to build daily prayer discipline? Seen the rise in mindfulness meditation, but not sure if it is possible to meditate in a way that's consistent with your Catholic faith? Just looking for a way to breathe new life into your existing prayer routine? No matter what you're looking for, Hollow is here to help. Hollow is a Catholic prayer and meditation app that helps users deepen their relationship with God through audio-guided contemplative prayer sessions. From meditations on the daily gospel to the rosary to daily examines, Hollow has something for everyone. Hollow is the number one Catholic app in the U.S. It is free to download and has permanently free content, but you can also check out all of the premium sessions for 30 days, risk-free, by signing up at www.hollow.com. Dot app slash breadbox. Welcome to the John three thirty podcast. You must increase, I must decrease. Is a message John three thirty invites us to live. Incorporating this into our everyday lives can be a challenge. What keeps your fire burning? We have many wonderful ways to stay close to our faith, whether it be the Mass, spiritual readings, prayer, adoration, or the Rosary. This is Catholic Faith Life, and here's our host, Jason Nunez. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the John 330 podcast. This is your host, Jason Nunez. And ta 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 Welcome to episode number 100. How amazing is this? We have made it to 100. It's, it's going to be a great episode. It's going to be a fantastic episode. I've been looking forward to this for some time now. When I began to put together some sort of a strategy for my 100th episode, I, I had a lot of different ideas. Um... One idea was to try and reach out to the founders of Axe, given that this podcast is a direct inspiration for me attending my Axe retreat. And just about every single guest I've spoken to has mentioned Axe at some point. Um, so one thought I had was to try and reach out to uh, the gentleman who who formed the first Axe retreat. Um, and then something amazing happened. Something truly truly amazing happened that you all know about now that i that i talked about uh back in last episode there in regards to my kidney transplant and thanks be to god i will be receiving the gift of life through a kidney transplant and this will happen as of recording this this is january 15th and um this will happen tomorrow 
Uh, so I'm not sure when you'll be hearing this. It, it more likely will be either the day of or, you know, a day in the future. But uh, know that January 16th, uh, Jason um, is going to receive a kidney transplant. And uh, my guest is who has helped to make that possible. And there's a, there's a, there's a story behind that. And um, even though I may not be receiving his kidney directly, it is because of, of him and his wonderful wife and his wonderful family and um, some other folks at our parish that, um, that this is happening. And uh, so I thought, what better way to commemorate a goal that I've worked on, which is 100 episodes, and include that with another goal that I've been work on, working on offline, which is to uh, find a living donor, so that way I can receive a kidney transplant. Um, so I have I have Mr. Scott Mullen with me. Hey, Scott, how are you, sir? <laughs> I'm doing good, Jason. Thanks. Excellent. Uh, well, before we get going here, we're going to uh, begin this episode the way we begin all of our episodes, and that's in prayer. Uh, so here we go. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. O Jesus, meek and humble of heart, hear me. From the desire of being esteemed, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being loved, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being extolled, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being honored, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being praised, Deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being preferred to others, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being consulted, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being approved, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being humiliated, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being despised, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of suffering rebukes, Deliver, deliver me, Jesus. Jesus. From the fear of being calumniated, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being forgotten, deliver, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being ridiculed, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being wronged, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being suspected, deliver me, Jesus. That others may be loved more than I. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it, that others may be esteemed more than I. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it, that in the opinion of the world, others may increase and I may decrease. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it, that others may be chosen and I set aside. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it, that others may be praised and I go unnoticed. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it, that others may be preferred to me in everything. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it, that others may become holier than I, provided that I may become as holy as I should. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. All righty. Scott, thanks so much for going with me on that journey. Sure. Um... If you can do me a favor and share with us a little bit about yourself, please. Uh, okay, my name is Scott Mullen. Um, I'm married. I have five kids um, with two marriages. Um, and I'm here at the table with my beautiful wife, Michelle, and my youngest, Elena. Mm -hmm. um, 
I'm just a 59-year-old guy, uh, an engineer by trade working. Um, you know, I have a really blessed life. I've got a lot of really good friends. Um, I, I'm just, a, I, I think of me as just kind of a regular guy, to be honest with you. <laughs> just a regular guy who's really been blessed with a lot of, a, a lot of good things in my life. And, and it's not that I don't have challenges and things I do, but, sure. but you know, on the overall, adding everything up, it's, it's uh, I live a good life, fortunate life. Got a lot of friends. We live in a great place. Got a nice house. Life is sweet. Amen to that. Yes, sir. <laughs> so, um, the magic question of the hour, uh, I guess one of them is, so, okay, married, your father, you're an engineer. Uh, you're also pretty active within our parish. Yeah. Um, which is how we met, right? Right. That's right. So, how do you, Scott... How do you keep your fire burning for our Catholic faith? What works for you from Sunday to the following Sunday um, that, that compels you to, gosh, just from what I know, hop out with Habitat for Humanity, attends adoration, active member in the Acts and Love Strong community, and there's probably a lot more that I'm, I'm sure I'm just scratching the surface. So what, what is it that says... I want to sign up for this. I'm going to do this. I'm just not going to go to mass on Sunday. Um, you're also a lector, as well as an extra- recent, recent, <laughs> as well as an ex- extraordinary minister of the Eucharist. <laughs> so, what keeps your fire burning for our Catholic faith? Um, I think that uh, you know I was a cradle Catholic and raised as a Catholic, and my parents I think did a pretty good job. Probably have to nod to my mom a little bit more than my dad, but you know both of them were, were cradle Catholics. Um, and so I learned a lot of what uh, my faith life was about when I was young. But honestly, uh, and it's like you probably heard from a lot of people, and you mentioned Acts earlier, Jason. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't, I think I had faith, but I didn't really have a, uh, a very active faith, maybe, or a very, I certainly didn't really understand it like I do now. Um, but it's really easy to go through life like that. I think I, I'm, I'm a decent, good person for the most part, but... Um, I don't think I was really living out my faith, and I don't think I realized that or wasn't smart enough to know what was missing. Um, and then, but you go through life, you're busy, the kids were young and all that, and really takes a lot of time. So I, I, I try to bring them up in the faith too, but now I realize I didn't do as good a job as I should have. I wish I could go back in time and fix that, but I can't, so I'm just going to try to do the best I can moving forward, right? Um, but I think it was about the time, and honestly, I have to give kudos to my wife, Michelle, um, that we got married. She had a deeper faith than I did, and she, in her gentle um, but kind of insistent way, you know, brought me along a little bit more, more active. Um, she was, I used to call her, cater, I'd call her my little holy roller back in the day, um, uh, and now she kids me that I'm that, and I smile when I think about it. <laughs> but... Uh, how the tables have turned. <laughs> That's right, exactly. Um, so I just got more deeply into my faith. And when I opened my eyes, and maybe I'm just a little older, a little more mature, uh, the time was right or something, you open your eyes and your ears and you just start realizing how rich our faith is and how much there is to gain on a personal level. And so that really happened to me deeply. And I got into the Acts ministry and that really had a big effect on me. 
And then the other major important part of that, and this is what keeps me going, I think, is that once you realize the blessings that we all have, and they're so there in front of your face, it's it's kind of, to me, it's like all these these blessings are there, but we don't see them. It's 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 almost sad in a way. And so you wish you could wake up the whole world and go, you know, it's right there, you know, shuck off all that anger and and that and that. Uh, temptation and the things that drag you down and, and open your eyes and your heart your eyes and your hardness right there. So I really felt an evolution in my spirit life like that uh, very strongly. And um, immediately with that kind of comes this sense of um, I, I am getting so many blessings spiritually to myself that you just want to return the favor. I mean, it just seems natural and the right thing to do. Um, and that was really strong in me, um, not so I can feel better or cool or people notice me. That's not it at all. It's just um, the other thing you learn deeply about our faith is is uh, you gain as much or probably more in doing good for others than you do in receiving. So while I say I, you know, I want to be a nice guy and do good things in our faith with other people, I mean, the honest truth is, I mean, I get so much out of that um, that it's almost like I'm giving myself a treat. So <laughs> sometimes I almost feel a little bit guilty. You know, it's like I love being on the retreats and trying to reach out to people. And I really love helping other people and having some sort of breakthrough, even just a small way with them. Uh, but then, you know, we just get so much out of that ourselves. It's just it's a great cycle. Uh, you just wish everybody could experience that. So for me, from week to week, um, I used to like, oh, church was a little bit of a chore. But now it's like, I really love going to church. I really love the lessons. I love all the friends and people we have. I, I love the genuine love we all share. And it's really, truly genuine love. And it's just wonderful. Uh, and when you learn to share that with other people, it just builds on itself. It's just fantastic. And... Um, And we do a lot of activities, like you mentioned, and I decided to try to do a little more and get into being a Eucharistic minister and a reader at church, and I just enjoy that, too, a lot. Um, I just, it's just such a give and take, but I really, truly believe I probably receive more than I give, so it just keeps my spirit going. And then, you know, we had this really nice ceremony here tonight you know the mm-hmm. healing ministry and i mean you just look around the room and just see the love and and the wonderful things that happen and it's just amazing you just wish you could share it with everybody and you can share it with everybody right it's it the the community aspect of our faith it's just so so amazing i know that i would be i would be in a different situation if it were not for the community aspect for sure. No questions asked. That's, you know, it's it's such an, the, uh, for the listeners just to kind of fill in some blanks. So we, we met earlier this evening um, at Scott and Michelle's house and uh, we had a healing ministry where um, a lot of friends of ours um, as a part of Holy Spirit and some other parishes uh, were here. And uh, we, we had, you know, we, we were all uh, joined together in prayer. That's right. And we, we prayed the rosary. Uh, there were some readings from the gospel, and um, there were there were some wonderful prayers said, and I I could truly feel the Holy Spirit. I know that's something that people say, you know, you can believe me, whatever. But I, without a shadow of the doubt, without a shadow of a doubt in my heart, I know that I felt the Holy Spirit because I, 
as people were praying, um, as prayers were, were, were being said, and in particular as the song was being played, I began to literally shake. Yeah, I felt you. And I, I, I kind of think you, I, yeah. I, I kind of had an idea that you did because, you know, our hands were both joined together and it's one of those where it's like, okay, I got to be tough for Scott. But <laughs> I, just, I can't. Cause My this, man is shaking here. Right. Yeah, this feeling is overcoming me. I don't want to freak him out, but it's just, <laughs> it's a thing where I, like, I began to tremble and I literally felt it. Yeah, no, I, and it's, I'm right there with you. It's so amazing. Um, I, I can kind of sympathize with what you, with what you were saying early on. Um, uh, growing up as myself, you know, credo Catholic, raised in the faith, um, same kind of thing. I can kind of attribute probably my mother more to that than my father. Mm-hmm. You know, thanks be to God, I still have them with me, and they're they're they made it safely to San Antonio for tomorrow's transplant. Um, my mother early on um, has really been the spiritual leader of my immediate family and my dad has been coming around and for years now he's now participated in retreats and i just know it makes my mother so happy right to see exactly. him kind of involved now and to he's helping with the ushers and he's in his it's a third degree night of columbus and there's just so much he's doing now and now in his in his golden years if you will he retired so he's spending his time wisely Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And he's, when they're planning a retreat, he's out there recruiting and he's out there fishing and he's out there getting these men to go on a retreat. And, and it's, it's such an amazing, um, from my end to kind of watch that. It's such, it's so cool. That is cool. Um, but, <laughs> really uh, same, cool. same kind of thing. Like I, I was never a bad person per se, like gang or anything, or I had trouble with law or anything. But after my retreat experience, I began to realize that I, I could do more. You know, right. I, I could not really just do more, but I could be more, mm-hmm. you know, for my wife, for my children, for, for everyone. Right. I could, I could be more. And, yep. um, um, and a good example, you know? Yeah. You, you definitely, uh, you definitely try your best, you know, you, you try your best to, to lead a, to lead a good life, give a good example. Uh, so definitely, definitely. Um, I want to talk about, um, I want to talk about your your decision, okay? And talk about the you know transplant. Um, we're hours away, um, and I guess to kind of um, to kind of clarify something here that we there's really not a misunderstanding, or just so that way everyone's kind of on the same page here. Um, I'm I'm very curious to hear your thoughts, but what what I want to say is is um. What we're doing is a paired donation. Right. Um, for a while, when you expressed um, your intentions, we were thinking this is going to be a, a direct donation from you to me. Right. Um, due to different circumstances within the transplant center and I guess their best practices, um, they've, they wanted us to go down the path of a, a paired donation. For those listening who are not sure what that means, it basically means that Scott is willing to donate his kidney um, to another person and I will re- be- because of that decision I will receive a kidney transplant from another person who is also a match for me as well so essentially we're swapping donors and from my understanding this is kind of setting off a chain of donations right it's not necessarily just the four involved here where you're transfer- you're donating to somebody 
and then a third person is is donating to me. This is multiple transplants that are happening. Multiple pairs, right? Right, exactly. Right. Multiple pairs, um, which just it's just it makes it that much more beautiful. Mm-hmm. The the, the blessing That's is right. just being. It's like there's a it's like there's a bucket and it's spilling into another bucket that overfills. That's spilling into another bucket that's low that overfills that spills into another bucket that's lower that overfills and so on. That's exactly that's, yeah. That's, that's a great analogy. Yeah. In my mind, when I think of this situation, that's the visual I get. It's just that outpouring of the blessing, and once it's overfilled, it just goes on to the next. And um, um, I guess what I want to ask is just you know, share with us <laughs> what's going through <laughs> your mind, and you know. How did we get here, Scott? Yeah, I know. How did we I, get I'm here? I'm not sure I even told you this whole story. <laughs> or I told you a piece of the story. But right. I, I was thinking about this the other day because after you asked me uh, to talk, you know, I thought <laughs> right. I better think about what I want to say. Um, I, I think the first time I considered donating to you, honestly, and I don't know if I ever told you that, but you gave a presentation at one of our men's faith groups, or maybe you spoke after one of the presentations. I'm trying to remember. So this must this is a couple years back, probably. Wow. Um, and you handed out some flyers about um, living donation and those kinds of things. You know, and I, I knew about it like most people do. They just kind of know a little bit about it from reading here or there, and, but, but not a whole lot. And I actually kept that flyer for a couple weeks, several weeks, and looked at it and thought about it and looked at it and thought about it. For some reason, it kind of uh, stuck with me. Um, but it, it's kind of, it's a big deal, right? So, um, you know, I didn't make any kind of rash decision, but it, it stuck with me. And, and I mean, honestly, Jason, and other people probably said this, you are just such a wonderful inspiration to all of us that know you. I mean, the way, the way you handle the challenges in your life from your kidney disease, from your infections in your foot to having amputations and, and the inspiration that you and, and your family has been is just so wonderful. And... I got to know you. We had the connection of, you know, growing up in El Paso and and we just kind of bonded in the way that El Pasoans do. Yep. Um, so definitely very. Unique. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> if you're not from there, you just don't get it. Yeah, you don't thing, get right? it. And that's that's kind of the truth. It's cool, though. Yeah. It's cool. We'll keep that our secret. But, there you go. <laughs> um, anyway, I started thinking about it for a while back. Um, so I would say maybe it's kind of one of these little kernels of heat that's inside you that maybe kind of grows after a while. And and it, it was this year, I guess, Michelle, I'm looking at you that, you know, I said, you know, I think I might be able to do this, you know. But, of course, I got to clear it with her. And yes. and uh, she's just such a super supportive wife, you know. She's looking at me like, well, okay, what happens to you, you know. I mean, she doesn't want to be sticking flowers in my grave tomorrow. So... <laughs> Uh, so we checked it out and looked in the background, and, and she's just very supportive, though. And she's, she's got a deep faith, and it's like, you know, if you feel like there's a calling and God wants you to do this, you know, like she's 100% behind it. So she's really been 100% behind it completely. Um, and so I was thinking more and more about it, and I think I was kind of um, climbing the mountain or, or, or riding the swell, and it was happening. But, I, you know, when I would do adoration stuff, I would do a lot of praying about it and thinking about it. It's a pretty big decision. I just want to make sure it was the right decision. Um, but then we then we went on retreat together, you know, this last, what was it? Uh, August. August, right? August, yep. Uh, and we'd been on retreat, retreat teams together before, so right. I knew you from that and all. Um, and, then, and then this miracle happened. 
which <laughs> is, is truly, I mean, I, you know, I don't know if your listeners all believe in miracles. And um, I would say I'm a believer in miracles. Um, even Michelle and I have had some experiences where we were pretty sure that God had talked to us pretty plainly and cleanly. Um, but then the retreats, I was there, and you were there, of course, and we saw you, and I was thinking, you know, this, and in fact, before we went on the retreat, I think I told Michelle, it's like, man, I'm really moving towards this. I think this this must be the right thing. But but sometimes it's kind of, you know, it's a big decision, and I, I didn't want to tell you something and, and, and get your hopes up and then not being able to 100% commit to it and all. So one of the acts, one of the, the, the things that happen on retreat, and without spilling this out to all the grand world who hasn't been on retreat, because sure. we don't want to spoil anything with you. Right. <laughs> we, 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 we have, we have uh, an activity in, in, in the evening um, in, in the church where it's a really nice, quiet time. Um, it's mainly there for the people that are there on the retreat, and, uh, but part of the team is there too. And I happen to be part of the, the, the team that was in there. And um, it's just a series of circumstances happened that were, were just beyond coincidence. It, it really was miraculous. And it's just, again, it's going to feel more to me than anybody, but I'll try to transmit what really happened there as best I can. But, so we're in this beautiful church at the, at the, at the uh, retreat center there. And it's quiet, and the evening's there, and everybody's in contemplation and prayer. And uh, I happened to be sitting in a section of pews where most of the guys at the team, some of them had to get up and go other areas. And uh, I ended up being sort of by myself at one point. <laughs> hmm. And in my prayers and reflections, there's two kind of big things that were on my, my mind. One of them is, and this is a story for another day, but I've got a couple of my children have some pretty serious challenges, including one of my sons has some mental illness issues. Um, and I always pray a lot about how to deal with that. And, and honestly, a lot of my prayers are of the sort like, God, I really need you to fix this. I need you to fix this. I need you to fix this. And I'm an engineer, right? So, you know, I try to solve problems. That's my nature. Uh, and this is probably the best way to do that. And, and unfortunately, I, I know now that <laughs> that's not the right way to really pray. And, and I'm very open to God's word and all, but, but it's more along those lines, like, why are these things happening? You know, my son doesn't deserve this. This is just an affliction that's come upon him, and it's inhibiting his life so much and causing a lot of problems. And so I don't really understand why, and I'm praying for help and um, for him and, uh, you know, for all of us in the family. So that, that was a, a big part of my prayers, the very beautiful, quiet time. And then the other half, of course, was, God, I'm thinking about this transplant for Jason, you know? I want to make sure I'm doing this for the right reasons. I, I want to make sure, I, I'm pretty sure I want to do this, um, but it, it's it's got to be right and and... You know, I, I, I pray and I prayed a lot about this, you know, like, just let me know if this is going to be right. That was the, the main part of my prayers. Nice, quiet time. Now, it so turns out that where I'm sitting in these pews, well, there's one of those air conditioners that's up high and behind you, right, about two or three rows. And this was in the evening. It was the summertime, but they'd had the air conditioner cranked up. So this thing is blowing on your back. And even though it's the summertime, you're indoors and it's I'm getting pretty cold. <laughs> and I look around and I'm going like, I got to go a couple of rows back, right? to get out from under the direct blast of this. And there's only one guy back there. That's our brother, Tony Prado, another one of our team members. And he's sitting back there about three or four rows back. So I just get up and I go plump down next to Tony. And uh, so I'm out of the wind. And, he, and, 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 and now that I think about it, it's like I'm there alone. I'm there getting this air conditioner blast. I realized later on, 
this is probably God's way of tickling me a little bit, saying, you got to get out of the breeze. <laughs> okay, so I get out of the breeze. There's only one guy back there. There's only Tony. And he's, he's, he's a buddy of mine. He's a really special guy in a lot of ways. Yep. So I, I'm a social guy, so I go plop next to Tony. So we're sitting there, and Tony's a quiet man in his own way. And, and Tony, just kind of out of the blue, just kind of leans over me. Again, it's kind of a quiet time. He goes, hey, I, I got a story to tell you. I'm like, okay, Tony, sure, you know, tell me your story. So he tells me a story, and he would be the, the correct one to tell you, but it's a miracle event that happened to his sister who lives in New York City. We're in San Antonio in New York City, and this had happened several weeks or months before the retreat. And the, the quick genesis of the story is his sister is his age, so that's older than me, probably in the early 70s. Her, his sister's husband has been in a coma situation for like a, a year or a year and a half in a hospital, not getting any better, not getting any worse. There's no resolution to this. His sister is not as much a faith-filled person as Tony is. So she doesn't know what's going on, and she's getting frustrated with it. And she talks to Tony, and Tony says, like he does, look, you just have to pray about it. Put this in God's hands and really just pray about this. So sister, you know, a little bit begrudgingly reaches out and starts praying. So she does a a regular prayer in the evening. She's got her Bible right there. She does her prayer. She goes to sleep. One day, and this is the story Tony tells me, she wakes up in the morning, and on her Bible, on her open Bible, there is a crucifix. And the crucifix is one she has never seen before. And she never put it there. And so she kind of freaks out, right? She, she calls Tony right away and goes, what's going on? You know, this is, this is a bizarre thing. And it turns out, as Tony explains to me, he says, it's not a crucifix. It's like a crucifix that you'd have on a rosary, right? But it, it's, it's Jesus with his arms out, but he's, he's not on the cross. For some reason, the cross is separated from Jesus. So Tony's sister calls him, and, and she's freaking out like, what happened? Where did this come from? What's going on? And Tony recognizes this. This is a miracle that's occurred. Mm-hmm. And then she says, but it's, it's, not, it's not like a crucifix cross, but it's not a real. I mean, there's something wrong with it. There's no cross attached to it. And Tony, in his wisdom, he goes, I know what that means. He said, and she, it turned out his sister is behaving like me when I ask about my son with mental illness. You're trying to separate Jesus from the suffering. You can't separate Jesus from the suffering. In part of our faith, suffering is a part of our faith, just like all the blessings and love that we have, that suffering is an intimental part of our faith. And, and Jesus showed that and demonstrated it. But a lot of us frequently try to like fix the problems like I do and put that behind me and don't accept that suffering. The fact that Jesus was removed from the cross is a symbol that she's trying to remove Jesus from his suffering. She was doing for her husband like, why is he in the hospital? Fix him, get him out, fix him, get him out, fix him, get him out. And Tony says, God is telling you, you have to accept the suffering. And sometimes, and I think maybe you've been an extremely good example of this, Jason. Sometimes you just aren't going to get that fix, you think. Or you're not going to get the exact answer that God wants you to, that you think is the right answer. Or it will occur in the right way, but totally in God's time. And sometimes, and this is hard for a lot of us to hear, but sometimes that's suffering. And I realized that that's what exactly what I was doing, that I was trying to dictate what happens, and that I was trying to remove myself from the suffering that happens. And even my son, as hard as his belief, 
his suffering is somehow in God's greater purpose. And I don't know exactly how or when or what will happen, but I have to accept that. Now, the miraculous part of that was I just prayed that for an answer 30 minutes earlier, three rows up from Tony. I go back and sit next to him. We don't talk about this at all. He doesn't know anything about my kids. I don't know anything about his, his, his wife. And he just completely out of the blue tells me this story about this miracle that happened. But of course, it's God speaking to me through Tony. And I absolutely believe that. It was mm-hmm. like a miraculous event. It's like I asked this prayer. I sit next to this older guy a couple rows back. And he goes, hey, uh, I got a story to tell you. I'm like, okay, Tony. Out of the blue comes this kind of strange story. (laughs) And I'm like, but it's not strange. It's like I exactly asked about that. And it's just a miracle. And I was just like brought to my knees, basically. It's like, this is incredible. Just incredible. How blessed was I to hear this story, even though it was not easy to hear. So I'm sitting there, and I kind of give Tony a hug, and I'm just like, wow, I can't believe this. And we just kind of hang out. It's still a beautiful church. And then <laughs> then Tony reaches over and goes, hey, uh, i got something else I want to talk about. I'm like, okay, what now? <laughs> you know, and again, this is completely out of the blue, because Tony and I have never broached this subject forever. I never talked to anybody else I was, I was thinking about. You know, saying, hey, listen, Jason, I'm 100% for it. I want to donate my kidney to you. And he goes, Tony, this is Tony now talking. You know, I've been thinking, I just I just want to do something good for somebody. And I just feel this real urge to do something good for somebody. And he looks at me and goes, I want to donate my kidney to Jason. <laughs> <laughs> I almost fell out of the pew. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> it's like, I can't believe that. I, I had prayed that I needed the, the, the kick over the line, right? I needed the, I, I need that inspiration. I think I'm moving there, but I'm not sure I'm strong enough to do it. I'm gonna need that inspiration. And this man, Tony, gives me the word from God again. And I looked at him and I was just like, what did you say? <laughs> you wanna give a kidney to Jason? And I said, I wanna give a kidney to you know, I can't believe it. I just can't believe it. I, I truly believe that God was speaking to me through Tony. I, I absolutely 100% mm-hmm. believe it. I mean, it's just the coincidences of everything. My prayers, the cold, blowing, Tony only there. The things that I pray to God that are just my private thoughts were answered 30 minutes later out of the mouth of this man. It's just miraculous. So that sealed the deal there, obviously, of course. And Tony being older, he can't really donate directly to you. But like, right. like we said always, you know, we've been like a, the trio, right? The three musketeers. We are tied together in this, this entire kidney donation process because yep. of this wonderful process together. So that's how it all came about. So immediately we run up to the side of the retreat house and you just happen to be on the outside, <laughs> preordained waiting there. <laughs> um, and we just got together and we just said, hey, man, we're going to make this work. And uh, we had a great group hug, and uh, and it's been rolling ever since then. And and I have to tell you, I feel um, just a real sense of peace, a real sense of right. Um, I, not cocky or anything, but I, I just I don't worry about it at all. It's like you know, people ask me, well, you know, you know, are you worried about this? I'm like, I mean, honestly, I'm not worried at all, and I don't know if I should or what. But I mean, if it's 
This, I really truly feel like this is God telling me to do this. Probably put the seed in, in, in the back of my mind, you know, year and a half, two years ago. Um, but this is just meant to be, you know, I mean, it's just great the way that God can work in our lives. And, uh, and I'm just extremely blessed to be part of this. And to be completely honest with you, it's just like I mentioned earlier, I'm receiving so many blessings from our large community. That's just reaching out to me, like the prayer service we had today, like, like I'm Superman doing something good. I, I, you know, I I don't want to, it overwhelms me sometimes. I just, you know, I'm just following along the, the, the path that God tells me. And, and, and I don't want to say it's no big deal. I mean, it's a big deal for you, brother. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> uh, but how do I put this? It's like, it's, it's pretty easy for me. I mean, honest, honest to God. <laughs> well, I, I, I mean, can... it's really pretty easy. And for anybody else out there who's listening to this, I mean, it's, it's, it's a great science. They've got it down now. I, I really, really encourage you to strongly consider organ donation. Um, it, it works great. You know, you're going to be fine. The blessings are going to be immense. The, the help you can do to somebody else is going to be immense. And this whole pairing thing is cool when we find out. It turns out, too, which I also attribute as a miracle, that I can donate directly to you, Jason. Right. You know, we're not family. We're not related. So that there, there, there's not that's not a big odds that I could do that directly, but I just interpret that as another key sign from God. It's like, okay, this is just you know the final, you know, hammering of the nail. Like, yep. you know, if if so, but you know, in the in the in their wisdom, the doctors are like, okay, I'm 20 years older than you. Put a young person's <laughs> uh, kidney in you, it, it, and the success rates and all the things they do to to work that out. So we're we're paired up. Um, which means that, you know, like you mentioned earlier, another person tomorrow, God bless them, will be donating kidney to you, and I'll be donating my kidney, you know, next month to somebody else, which is awesome. Isn't that a cool blessing? Somebody I don't even know. Right. Somebody is out there kind of waiting and waiting, and, you know, I'm going to be able to help that person too. And, you know, you, Jason, I mean, that's like two for one, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's going into Whataburger and getting two for one. There you Man, go. That's perfect. <laughs> it's a What a Wednesday, if you will. <laughs> Which thanks for bringing back, by the way. What's up with that Whataburger bringing back? Um, <laughs> um, so that's my long-winded story. It's 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 an amazing story. It is, and it's it's um really it, it it's amazing. It's a re- I really can't find another word to put in that spot in my brain to to then say out loud. Uh, to give it justice, really. Right. Um, amazing. And uh, just the fact that you were there with Tony, and I, I still remember when you guys ran up and you guys saw him and you called me over, Jason, come here. And I was like, all right, you know, what you, what's going on? So, you know, go over to you guys and you guys tell me this. And it's, it, as someone who has had other people come up to them and express similar intentions and, and, I, I've told myself not to get excited when someone does that. Not for the sake of not wanting to appear ungrateful, um, but just for the sake of, all right, you know, here's a process. It's a process. Right. You know, let's, so let's, I get that. Let's, let, let's get, let's, let's get on the path here and, you know, we'll see where this goes. Um, the transplant center, after many times pressing them, they finally, reve- they finally revealed to me that 46 people had tried to donate to me. That's great. Yeah. Before you That came. is amazing. Right. So it's it's one of those where you're, you know, you're putting in the work, you know, it's it's not one of those things where 
you know, you're going to say a prayer and go, okay, you know, God's got my back. That's it. You know, we're, we're called to action. You know, we, we can pray, but my wife in her infinite wisdom, one thing she says, which I absolutely love, is that after you pray, you got to go out there and you got to do something. Right. You got to yeah, do it. Exactly. Yep. So that's what we did. You know, we passed out flyers. Um, we created a social media campaign. We had, we had people make signs and put them all over San Antonio. Yep. And um, thinking somebody's going to see one of these signs, one of these flyers, one of these posts, and something's going to give. Lo and behold, my brother here, <laughs> he was... <laughs> He was here the whole time thinking about this a uh, year and a half, two years ago. Um, it's it's so it, it's so amazing and it's so humbling um, to to be in my shoes. It's it's there's really not really a word to to put in there to say this is how I feel because I, I feel blessed, I feel fortunate, I feel humbled, I feel you know honestly at times I'd be like. Who's going to give a guy missing a foot one of their organs? I've, I'm basically the visual embodiment of a guy that hasn't made right decisions with his health. So why is someone going to give him a second chance? Yeah, I'm sorry you felt that way, man. But it's natural, right? It is. Yeah. And that's, that's the human aspect of us. You know, that's the human aspect of us. And even though I may have felt that at times, it was a sliver compared to just the hopefulness that I had in knowing that it was going to happen. Yeah, I never saw that side of you, really. Yeah. I never did. In fact, I just thought you were so amazing how yeah. you had such grace and such peace and and, and, and such deep faith um, for a person who's been really challenged. I mean, you've been really blessed, too. you got a wonderful family. You know, right. I mean, we've all been really blessed, but... You've had more than your fair share of tough breaks, brother. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're yeah. probably more aware of that than I am. Uh, <laughs> it's it it's you know you to, would never know from from being around you. You would never know. One thing you said earlier was suffering is a part of our faith, and that's that's absolutely correct. Uh, to suffer is to be close to the crucified Christ. Yep. And and every Catholic church is a crucifix. Yep. And it's it's not for the sake of feeling guilt or for the sake of look what Jesus did for you be better it's for the sake of knowing that when you are suffering you're not alone that's right there's someone suffering with you and that's Jesus yeah that's an important message that's I know I didn't appreciate that message it, um, it's um just the, the the whole experience is overwhelming to say the very least, and um, you know it's one of those where we know it is a long road ahead still. You know the recovery yeah. process is going to be fun, um, to say the least. <laughs> and uh, but it's I, I I think God has prepared me for this. Yep. Um, my condition with my foot prepared me for my amputation. Uh, I learned to not rely on my right foot before I no longer had it. So when I no longer had it, it was not an issue of me learning how to not have it. I was already there mentally. Hmm. And me going through a major surgery um, in the days leading up to tomorrow, I've been mentally preparing for this the way I did for that major surgery. And right now, 
I may have physically not have had that surgery, but in my mind, um, that surgery has happened. And in my mind, I am in recovery. And that I just, I, I need to work it out mentally. Mm-hmm. So that way I can do it physically. That's cool. And it's one of those things where in my mind right now, it's, it's already done. Um, and I'm recovering. And so that That's way good. I can mentally prepare for this. So I can meet it with any kind of success the way I've met my amputation, you know, so. I can see the wheels turning. <laughs> yes. Oh, definitely. Yeah. No, that's good. That, that, that's, that's a great technique. Definitely. Definitely. Technique. The wheels are turning, definitely. Uh, to say the very least, the wheels are turning. Yeah, and I, um, again, this might be the cocky side of me showing up, and I don't want to be like that, but um, I, I felt from the moment that we told you that it was all going to work. Um, just because of the participation of God in all this. Yes. Um, and again, I, I, don't, I don't pretend to know what's going to happen exactly tomorrow or the next day or the next day, but I know it's all going to work. Um, right. And it just gives me a whole lot of peace. What I can say is that every time you sent me some kind of an update, whether through phone call or text or we saw each other at, at a church and you, 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 you'd give me an update, He'd always kind of put a nice bow on it by saying, you know, it's going to happen. Yeah. He'd always ended with some kind of positive assurance. Right. And I always think, I was like, man, this guy is so confident. I want that. <laughs> you know, like, it's just so awesome. And, you know, that, that, is, that, that really helped me a lot. Just that little, cool. the That's information good was good because it's like, all right, things are happening. Okay. Yeah. I know of someone who's gotten this far before. So this is probably what's next to me trying to kind of identify where you are in the process. Uh, but then at the end, you'd always put a nice bow on it, and it's like, all right, you know, I, please, Lord, let this be the one, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and, and, so. and we should say, and, and maybe, you know, you've said already, but yeah, there, there's a lot of steps, you know? I mean, they yes. check you here, check you there, right, check you they, here and there again, <laughs> uh, and it, it's really good. It's, you know, they put me through a great checkup, so. They certainly do. They and, certainly do. And um, so that's a real blessing there, too. Um, yeah, so there, there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, hoops you have to jump through, um, you know, health-wise in all kinds of ways. Um, but every time we, you know, I had to do that or you had to do yours, I just felt a sense of confidence and peace about it. And so here we are today, you know, we're on the cusp of it. So. We certainly are. Praise God. Praise God indeed. Um, so before we, before we move on... Um, I just want to express my appreciation. You're Thank very you. welcome, brother. Thank you I very love much, you, Jason. I love you, too. I love you, man. Yes, to you, to Michelle, to your daughter, Elena, to your other family members who aren't here. Because it's, it's not just you doing yeah, this. Yeah, right. You know, one thing that I've learned through this process, it's not just me going through this. It's, it's my entire family. Yeah. So the same, the same goes for your side, too. So I definitely want to preach. I want to express my appreciation for you, um, for Michelle, for your entire family. Um, <laughs> I remember over over that retreat weekend, I had an opportunity to run into Michelle, and I saw her, and I gave her a big hug, and I, I told her Scott told me, and I remember saying thank you. Yeah. And it's one of those thank you that's hard to get out. Yeah. Because it's so heartfelt. You're very welcome, yeah. brother. I'd do it a thousand times if I could. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Alrighty. So, um, 
I'm leading the episode in number of Kleenex is used, um, which cool. is usual whenever tears flow on either one of the mics. Uh, we got plenty it's around typically here. Typically so. me, so no problem. We're going to get to our parting questions here, Scott. Yes, sir. Uh, get to know a little bit more about Scott here. So, if you could have a superpower, uh, what would it be and why? A superpower. Um, I would like to be able to understand people's problems and challenges clearly so that I could point to them and say this and that and answer. Maybe that's harking back to my engineer style, but um, as a guy, you know, sometimes it's kind of hard to connect on the right level or you think you understand things one way and they're the other way, particularly on emotional things mm-hmm. or spiritual things. Um, so if I was extremely wise, I guess the wisdom, I guess, for, you know, because Michelle's so good at that and I'm not very good at it. If I could, if I could really say the right thing at the right time to you or really understand what you really need, hmm. that would be a cool power to have. You know what I mean? How cool would that be? That'd be awesome. Yeah. Okay, that's what I think. Who is your favorite saint? My favorite saint. You know, my 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 saint name is Saint Anthony. It's my middle name. Um, I know a little about Saint Anthony and living in San Antonio since we know about him. Mm-hmm. Um, I do really like Saint Francis a lot too, though, and the connection with the animals. I've always loved animals as a kid, and maybe you know that's why you first learn a lot about them. Um, but his 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 great heart, his great welcoming and opening heart. I might have to lean a little more towards Saint Francis. So Saint Francis, pray for us. Pray for us, as well as Saint Anthony. Uh, pray for us patron saint of lost items and uh, one thing I know that's been done on my behalf is a Saint Anthony Novena so that way a donor could be found wow yes Um, where's the coolest Catholic place you've ever been wow now that's yeah let me think um yeah, I need to think about this. We, we, we've traveled a lot recently. We've been really blessed with being able to travel, you know, to Europe um, and see some really fantastic cathedrals, some of the great ornate um, cathedrals in Spain and in, in Italy and, and, and uh, even, even in Greece um, or in Mexico. Um, some of the great cathedrals there or chapels. Sometimes, though... Hmm? Our Lady of Guadalupe. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, Michelle's reminding me we <laughs> we went to Mexico City last year, and I I've been to the Basilica of Our Lady of Guadalupe um, before uh, before I met her actually, but she never had been, so we went there, and that was really awesome. But for some reason in my mind, um, I'm thinking about a small place. I love those great, wonderful, ornate churches, and and I uh, love the stained glass. Um, I, I like history, you know, and 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 just the thought that the structure's been here for so long, hundreds or thousands of years, and the art that's in it, and the workmanship that that's there, and the quality of the workmanship, it's still standing. Um, 
but I kind of like the smaller, quieter places, I think, if I had to be completely honest with you. Um, God, I'm kind of thinking in my mind about a small place, but I can't bring its name exactly. Sometimes, some of the places like we would go in Italy or in Rome, and we'd see magnificent churches, and then we'd wander down a side street off the beaten path where most of the tourists go, and we'd go around the corner and you'd see a small church that was not on anybody's, you know, you must go here kind of list. Mm. Um, um, there was one like that in Positano. And um, so they're small and they're, I, I, I like sort of the smallness of it maybe. Uh, and I don't know why, I think maybe, and maybe it's just me, but... If you're in a smaller environment and you're closer and you can see, maybe it's sort of a comforting feeling, you know, the walls are around you and, and, and images of the saints are closer and the altar is closer. And I just like some of those small churches. And so I can't bring the name exactly of some of them, but it's that kind of feeling and, and probably an older church. Right. You know, I... I for me, again, just my personal style, I really, I really like these older historic structures. It just, it's something I like a lot about. And so some of those small little ones, I'm not even going to be able to remember their names. Unfortunately, probably in Mexico, too, we dropped into a few of those. Um, they're just so beautiful. They just feel comfortable. Right. You feel, you feel the real presence of God, even if you walk in there at 10 a.m. on a Wednesday or something. It's not like <laughs> Mass is on or something, but... Just being there. Um, just feel. being there, right. So, and it's kind of like an adoration too, you know? I mean, when you get in the adoration chapel and it's quiet, um, I have those same kind of feelings there. Excellent. Excellent. Now the question everyone's waiting for. <laughs> <laughs> if I you could have thought about more about this. <laughs> if you could describe how you live your faith with a hashtag... What would the hashtag be? Yeah, everybody's laughing because I'm such a, a hashtag nerd. <laughs> That's what I think uh, when I think of Scott. Yeah, exactly. Maybe that should be hashtag nerd. But go. that's not exactly faith-filled, is it? <laughs> faith nerd. Um, there you go. Maybe. Maybe I'll have to stick with that one. There you go. Um, until I can come up with a better one. Um, it would have to be something along the lines of, uh, you know, just I always get more blessings than I give. Uh, so what could that be? That could be um, we'll, we'll we'll drift back into the math of it and we'll, we'll call that um, um, exponential blessings. Exponential curve for those of you who are engineers kind of know that it always <laughs> rises, you know, as X gets larger, it increases, but not even at a linear rate. It's an exponential rate. So it just shoots way up. So <laughs> exponential blessings. <laughs> I'm going to stick with that one. There you go. So hashtag exponential blessings. That's right. That's all capital letters. And then hashtag faith nerd will be little. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 that would be for the young kids. There you go. There you go. That's the one we'll put on the t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. And lastly, what message do you want to leave for our listeners? Um, I wish they could all experience the blessings that you and I have right now. Mm-hmm. Um. I, I really, truly bless. I feel blessed, and I and I wish we could share that with everyone. Um, 
And so I just hope people can be as active and as real and as curious and and as as appreciative of the faith that that you certainly have and that that me I think I'm climbing you know that way too. I just wish those blessings upon upon everyone, and so I wish that upon everyone in the world. Uh, and then the other plug I'll put in, you know, which is a good thing to do, is that if any of you have ever considered, even remotely, like I did back in the day, being an organ donor. Uh, you know, helping someone else's life, um, even if there's nobody you know directly, like I know Jason, you know, you can do it. Um, you can just be an altruistic donor and really make an incredible difference in somebody's life. So um, it's not a scary thing. You know, trust me, it's not a scary thing. And so I just greatly encourage any of you, if if you're considering it at all, um, please go through with it. Just please go through with it. The, the, the positive benefit and love that you can give to somebody else is just... Immeasurable, like you and I said, it's it's hard. You can't really express these feelings in in human language, but right. it's like that. So, so I strongly encourage everyone to consider that. Excellent. Well, Scott, I want to thank you for taking time out of your evening and sharing with us how you keep your fire burning for our Catholic faith. My pleasure. Uh, I want to thank uh, Jeannie, Michelle, Elena, and Abraham for being our studio audience <laughs> and providing the laugh track for this episode here. All right, 100. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. Um, in John 3.30, we do find he must increase, I must decrease. Uh, I want to thank the executive producers for this week's episode. Uh, that's Dr. Jeff Vista, who's been our longest-running executive producer and has really threw a lot of support our way early, early on and has been a pillar of consistency in supporting the John 330 podcast. So on this milestone episode, I definitely want to express my appreciation for Dr. Jeff Vista, um, who's, who's been a really early supporter of, of the podcast in many, many different ways. And he's even been a guest. Um, so thank you so much, Jeff, from the bottom of my heart for supporting this podcast. Um, as long as you have, it definitely means a lot to me. I really appreciate it. I also want to thank Mr. Christopher Lehman. Um, not only is he an executive producer, but he's also one of my consistent listeners. Every time I see him, he, he always he always mentions something about an episode he just heard, and it's like, oh, cool. He, he, he really is listening, because that's something that's that's said at like the 40-minute mark, not really early on. So it's, it's super awesome that, that you know having him here the podcast, him being the director of the retreat that I attended. So it's definitely a special blessing as well. Uh, the 2019 Men's Axe team are also executive producers. They, they, they bless me tremendously with their continued support. Um, it means so much to me. Uh, my brother Joe, who is definitely an executive producer, um, he also is the creator of our logo. So he's the visionary behind that. I kind of gave him a brief idea of what I kind of thought I saw in my head one time and he just took that and ran with it and made a beautiful logo which 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 I'm very proud of and I'm very happy that that is really the face on social media of the podcast so Joe thank you so much for that I greatly greatly appreciate your support uh, so much um, I also want to um, thank the anonymous donor who gave us a pretty good sized donation over the holiday season um, We've, we've, we've definitely put that to use um, already, and we've, I've kind of already shared how I've done that. Thank you so much for that. It's, it's, it's greatly appreciated. Um, on this milestone episode, I do want, just like I mentioned on episode 99, uh, just because we got 200 doesn't mean we're stopping. Uh, just because I'm having a kidney transplant, that doesn't mean I'm going to stop. 
As a matter of fact, it's this podcast that has really kept me going, uh, along with the faith of my community, my faith, the prayers of all involved have really kept me going. But it's this podcast that has really given me something to do during the day. When my, wife's are, when my wife is at work and my boys are at school, I'm home. So what is, what is Jason doing when everyone else is doing what they're supposed to be doing? I'm working on this podcast. Whether it's editing, whether it's reaching out to guests, whether it's promoting it on social media, learning different ways how to improve the sound quality, this podcast has really helped me get to this point. So just because we've gotten to transplant does not mean we're going to stop. We are certainly going to continue the podcast going forward beyond past episode 100. I'm going to shift the the gears a little bit here. Um, It's definitely still going to be in regards to our Catholic faith. It's definitely going to be faith-based. But what we're going to do is we're going to expand on the Mass. I tried to do this back in November. And it was actually back in November when I first got the news about the the transplant. So focus kind of shifted a little bit. But... um, in God's infinite wisdom, it's, it's, it's now left me with 30 weeks worth of content that I can work towards creating while I recover from my surgery. And over the next 30 weeks, while I'm, while I'm home, recovering, healing, getting stronger, thanks be to God, getting healthier, <laughs> what I'm going to do is I'm going to use that time to focus on the Mass. It's probably not something I'm going to get to attend soon because uh, I will be healing and it's something that I will be longing for. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to really unpack the mass and I'm going to explain every aspect over the next 30 weeks. Um, so look forward to that in the coming weeks. Uh, we may be dark for a week or two while I recover and kind of get back to feeling normal again. But uh, I can rest assure you Uh, Within about a week or two, uh, you will see episodes uploaded going forward weekly once again. Uh, So thank, I want to thank everyone for listening each and every single week. Everyone who's who's reached out to me, whether it's on social media, through email, those who have suggested guests. um, Thank you all so much. There are so many people to thank. I could take another hour thanking all the people, but everyone everyone involved knows who you are. I want to thank you so much for this. Uh, We're going to end this episode the way the Nunez family ends our time in Mass every time we attend. And that is by saying the intercessory prayer to St. Michael the Archangel. So here we go. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. St. Michael Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, Cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl around the world seeking the ruins of souls. Amen. All right. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Scott, Amen. once again, thanks for your time. My pleasure, brother. Let's have a great day tomorrow. Yes, let's. let's. Everyone, thanks for listening. Have a great rest of your day. And God bless you all.
This is my son and I am pleased. He must increase, so I must decrease. And now my heart is open wide. I must decrease, so he can increase. He is the center of my life. Must increase, he must increase, he must increase. Looking for exceptional coffee delivered fresh to your door? We have the answer. Our friends at Grim Bean Coffee produce small batch artisan coffee using top-tier coffee beans. The coffee is roasted when you order, guaranteeing the freshest coffee possible. Check out Breadbox Roasts, a new line of Catholic-themed coffees, available at www.grimbeancoffee.com forward slash breadboxmedia. Experience coffee like never before. 